Hello, and welcome to the recap by Dive Collective. Over the next few minutes, we're going to hit the highlights of the last week's reading from our reading plan. Annika and I, and sometimes Kelly, are excited to invite you along as we read through the Bible together. You can find our reading plan at divecollective.org. It's a free download when you sign up for our newsletter. We know some love the accountability of a checklist, while others thrive from the freedom to join in whenever your schedule allows. The recap is intended to meet all of those needs. So whichever category you fit into, just know we're excited to have you here with us today. Welcome back to the recap. We are on the June 5th episode, still in Deuteronomy, Psalms and Isaiah, which we will remain in for (laughs) quite some time. At least a couple. Yeah, we'll be in this for a while. I'm actually going to read through the Bible in a year. I know. It's actually going to happen in a year for me this yeah. year. <laughs> this is the year. <laughs> yep. I was doing a little bit of catch up today in the last couple chapters in Isaiah for this week. I totally flew through. I started to fly through. Mm-hmm. And then the whole Hezekiah story kind of caught me. Yeah. I know. And Deuteronomy this week too. I had to make yeah. myself stop because chapter, I wanted to keep reading once I hit chapter 10 Yeah, and chapter I didn't, but that yes. was another one where I, I like kind of got to... sucked into the story. Yep. And you know what else is, Moses is going to die. I know. And I, I kind of love that he's like just going over everything again. Like this is so repetitive it in some ways. It of Paul but, to me. I oh mean, my I, goodness. So much Galatians in Deuteronomy this yes! week. Oh my gosh. Yes, it was ridiculous. Everywhere. Yes. I literally wrote that, I think, on my recap post in the group today and under the collective, under today's Bible reading plan day. Galatians is all over Deuteronomy. It's mm-hmm. all over Deuteronomy. Moses' desperation for his people to not forget. He knows he's coming to the end of his life and he just keeps reiterating, calling them back to the promise over and mm-hmm. over again. It's the promise. Don't mm-hmm. forget that you're people of the promise that the law was given. The explanations that we've right. been in Galatians yes, for why the, like what the law was for, if it was always supposed to be the promise is all right here in chapter everywhere. But everywhere. chapter nine, that's where I have it highlighted that he can yeah. keep his promised word to your ancestors, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's what he said. Yep. In order to fulfill the promise. Yeah. If you read Deuteronomy without Galatians specifically, because that's what we're talking about, it's very much like, if you do this, if you do all these things, then I'm going to keep my covenant. Recognizing that in all of it, God still wanted their hearts from the beginning because of what Paul says in Galatians, that it was there as a, as a guardian to keep them in that path yes. until 529. God says, if only they had such a heart to fear me and keep my commands always. So even that, like the purpose of this is for their hearts to be in the right place. And then thinking about how Deuteronomy is so much, if you do this, I will keep my covenant. Well, we know that they didn't, right? They didn't, they screwed up. Right. And so then there's, then when we're reading in Isaiah, Isaiah is so much God's judgment because they didn't keep his covenant. And yet it's also so much mercy too. That idea of like a father disciplining his children, there's consequences when we don't, there's still grace, always grace. I want to go back though to, where did we start? We started in three. Oh, here it is. Okay. So this is, I didn't catch this. I'm go, this is going to be in my, the article that I'm writing right now. Remember when I was talking about Gad and Reuben 
and how they were like, can we stay here where it's comfortable? And God and Moses is like, no way. That would be terrible. That would be a terrible, terrible idea. That will be a terrible idea. So then um, they go and it says here, I caught, this is the first time that I caught it. It says, where are you? I'm sorry. Chapter three, 18 through 20. Okay, so sorry, 16 and 17 says, I gave the Reubenites and Gadites the land from Gilead down to the brook Arnon, whose middle was the boundary, and as far as the Jabbok River, blah, 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 the boots. I commanded you at that time, God your God has given you this land to possess your men fit and armed for fight are to cross the river in advance of their brothers, the people of Israel. Gad and Reuben, he's talking to Gad and Reuben. Mm -hmm. So Gad and Reuben, they've inherited their land already, and they're the ones that are leading their brothers and sisters into battle. And I was like, whoa they didn't have to just go with their brothers and sisters they had had to be in the front lines they had to be in front lines so then i go i'm like flipping back to numbers 32 which is where i saw i was super convicted that this is me with my brothers and sisters being comfortable and happy to stay right where i am this is actually what happened i'm in numbers 32 verses 13 um is where like moses is rebuking them moses rebukes them Here you are, just one more mob of sinners stepping up to replace your ancestors, throwing fuel on the already blazing anger of God against Israel. If you won't follow him, he'll do it again. He'll dump them in the desert and disaster will be all your fault. This is what Moses is saying to them in response to them asking to just stay in Israel. This is what Reuben and Gad do in response. They came close to him and said, all we want to do is build corrals of our livestock and towns for our families. Then we'll take up arms and take the front lines, leading the people of Israel to their place. We'll be able to leave our families behind, secure and fortify a town, safe from those who live in the land, but we won't go back home until every Israelite is in full possession of his inheritance. We won't expect any inheritance west of the Jordan. We are claiming all our inheritance east of the Jordan. Moses said, if you do what you say, take up arms before God for battle and together go across the Jordan ready before God. I mean, when we talk about Galatians being all over this, I'm thinking out loud right now, but I think about Peter's humble response to Paul rebuking him. You are misleading your brothers. Like you're disheartening. These Gentiles are your brothers and you're disheartening them. And Peter taking that rebuke humbly that Reuben and Gad took the rebuke and were like, you know what? We're in, we're all in. And we will even lead our brothers and sisters. And that is if we're talking about Paul's big message is there is no difference between Jews and Gentiles, slave free. There's no difference in Christ. It's that same idea that there's no difference between Gads and Reubenites. Not like you are all brothers and sisters and you were all intended to take the inheritance together. And I mean, I said in the last episode that this is really like convicting me about racial injustice and that idea that I'm comfortable in my white privilege. I'm not just supposed to join the fight, but in repentance for not being invested in my brother's and sister's inheritance as much as my own to be willing to lead the charge till we all inherit it, what's intended for us. And thinking about Israel as the church or what I believe is that our greatest hope for racial reconciliation is the church. The church was always intended to be the hope of the world. And um, we should be modeling what that looks like. And I just feel like that was such a, it was just so fun to come back to Deuteronomy and go, wait, they were leading and then go back. Yeah, it kind of changes my whole perspective on that whole situation. Right? Yeah. How I feel about it. And it makes me think about how much, how much responsibility comes with knowledge. Yes. Being aware of a situation once you know about something. So good, Annika. There's so much responsibility. And once you see 
you can't unsee, you, you know, can't unsee. So like, and Moses says, Moses says there in 32, he responds to them again. And he says, if you do what you say, take up mm-hmm. arms before God for battle and together go across the Jordan ready before God to fight until God has cleaned his enemies out of the land. When, when the land is secure, you will have fulfilled your duty to God and Israel. Then this land will be yours to keep before God. But I, if you don't do what mm-hmm. you say, you will be sinning against God. You can be sure that your sin will track you down. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and build towns for your families and crowds for your livestock. Do what you said you'd do. Mm-hmm. Your response to what I just shared really, I've been afraid of that last line. Like really, <laughs> like that last line is like, this it's is terrifying. super serious. But mm-hmm. to hear you say what you just, that encourages me. Yeah, it's true. Like our responsibility now that we know is huge. And while I have no idea what it looks like, what that looks like practically, I have right? no idea what practically yeah. that looks like. I feel like I should be prepared. I should just be ready. Cause there's time, mm-hmm. there's time before they make that commitment and they actually mm-hmm. go to battle. There is a window that we have right now where we should be just ready. We should be ready and looking for what our place in this whole. Yes. I think is. that's what you just said is the key that looking. Yeah. I believe based uh-huh. on what I feel like the Holy Spirit's teaching me through this, that the opportunity will come. Mm-hmm. But if I'm and not, it looking might for not it, be one. It might not. I mean, this is yeah, like, it right? might be something really small, you know, <laughs> exactly. like it might not be taking yes. up arms on the front lines. Like it doesn't yes. always look like that. And it, yes, I'm not, the, I'm not an activist at heart. Like, like it's God's going right, to use right, my right. personality and who right. I am to do what he's called me to do. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And right. Grace and all that. Yeah. One of the things I've seen on social media recently is um, like when you think about racial injustice injustice and what's happening and what can you do. I remember seeing someone post about as a parent, the very first place you start is by teaching your kids not to perpetuate the same perspectives. Mm-hmm. And so I've been thinking about that a lot. And and we've been my kids, we've been talking about it with them, but it's made my perspective, what is my kids' perspective on all of this? Like how do they feel? And how do they view people and what do they believe about um, how God created people in his image and all of those questions that we've talked about and we've thought about, but I feel like it's made me a lot more aware of where my kids are and that I'm responsible to raise them the next generation with the right perspective and teach them godly thoughts on which People. totally Humanity. reminds me of chapter six, where he says, oh write my, these commandments yes. that I've given you today on your hearts, get them inside of you and then get them inside your children. Talk mm-hmm. about them wherever you are sitting at home or walking the street. Talk about them from the time you get up in the morning to when you fall into bed at night, tie them on your hands and foreheads as a reminder, inscribe them on the doorposts of your homes and on your city gates. When God, your God ushers you into the land, he promised though through your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, well-furnished houses, you didn't buy, come mm-hmm. upon wells you didn't dig, vineyards mm-hmm. and olive orchards you didn't plant. When you take it all in and settle down, pleased and content, make sure you don't forget how you got there. God brought you out of slavery in Egypt. That totally makes me think of all the times that he says, take care of the aliens. Don't forget you were once mm-hmm. aliens in another land. And this you were slaves. Like this should be, it's part of our history. It's part of us as children of Abraham. It's part of our history that we should remember that we were once slaves. We should remember that we were once aliens because that's what helps us to have compassion on and take care of mm-hmm. the oppressed. But we don't do those things. Like we don't consider ourselves Jewish or Israelites, mm-hmm. you know? So like we forget that that is part of our, part of our history. 
Yeah. We don't identify with slavery at all in any way, shape or form. That was not our reality. Like it is our black brothers and sisters reality. Yeah. But, um, anyway, that is one of the things I love about the Jewish culture is just how they habitually repeat their history and what yes. God did for them. And there's those constant reminder, reminders. And I, that phrase that it said it a little differently in the message that you just read, but in verse 12, it says, be careful not to forget the Lord who brought you yes. out of the land of Egypt, which totally reminded me of what we talked about in a couple of the groups in Galatians five on Tuesday about keeping in step with the spirit. That's why Moses tells them to put him on your hands and on your forehead. And it's yes, keeping a constant awareness so that the spirit can bring us back into step so quickly and remind us of who he is and what he's done. And then we can walk that way. Yes. If you enjoyed this discussion and maybe you're wondering how to get more highlights out of your own scripture reading, you might be interested in joining our in-depth dive studies where we model our process of inductive Bible study. You can find out more at divecollective.org under the studies tab. And we will see you next week.